0: Hello and welcome to the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. I'm your host, Amy Hager. With me today to talk quickly about the OSHA crane operator requirements is Kevin Cannon, Director of Safety here at AGC. And to give you a little background, in November, the rule was released that finally required crane operators to be certified. The effective dates have been staggered though for people to comply. And on February 7th, the evaluation requirements took effect. The Crane and Derrick standard establishes minimum requirements for determining operator competency. An employer's duty is to ensure the competency of crane operators through required training, certification or licensing and evaluation to be qualified. So basically before the employer permits a crane operator to operate equipment without continuous monitoring, they must complete the training, evaluation and certification. So Kevin, it seems like there's three steps. Does it matter what order they go in?
1: Not exactly. I, I think it's up to the uh, employer to determine which steps they want to um, follow mm-hmm. to uh, achieve full compliance. Um, you know, I would think that most would start, especially when you're looking at a uh, a new operator, you know, training would be first. You know, right. Whereas they're Um, being continuously monitored uh, by an experienced construction professional, um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily a crane operator. Uh, One of the changes with this new rule, as opposed to the um, 2010 rule, was that um, this current rule eliminates the requirement for the trainer to be one that is fully certified or has passed the written exam, you know. Uh, during the certification process. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, these individuals are to be monitored, assigned tasks that are within their ability. Um, there are some um, limitations on what they can perform unless they are certified. Again, you know, you have uh, uh, the option of, uh, you know, achieving compliance through, you know, whatever sequence of steps you see fit. So there are occasions where you might have an operator in training who is certified but not yet evaluated, so they're still okay. considered as an operator and training
0: so then what if it's someone who's been doing this for years? What order, I mean, it makes sense when someone's new to go training, evaluation, certification, mm-hmm. but what order may they take? Do they get to skip that training portion because um, they've been doing it for so long?
1: I think if, if they have demonstrated that they are competent, you know, and proficient in operating the equipment, you could forego mm-hmm. um, the training portion. I think, you know, for that group of operators, I would think it would be more geared towards any new assign, newly assigned tasks okay. where the training would come in. But you would still need to follow all three of those steps. Um, that again. Makes
0: sense. So AGC has provided a comprehensive summary of this latest latest rule. So hopefully that's helpful. But I think what, I'm really interested about is the sample form for documenting the crane operator evaluation. Can you tell us some highlights of that sample form?
1: Um, You know, it's not really anything super fancy. Yeah. Um, I think what we're asking is just what, you know, the bare minimum requirements that OSHA um, has identified as uh, information to be collected, you know, during the documentation process. And, you know, evaluator's name, operator's name, Mm -hmm. uh, configuration of the equipment, Um, evaluator signature and date Um, you know those are the most important parts of it but what we have done um, and it's really because of how OSHA discussed uh, in the preamble the evaluation aspects of the rule Um, we've included a box which again is one additional element which is not required but it's the task that is performed
0: I saw that Um,
1: OSHA while they didn't Identified task and the required information. A lot of the discussion, the preamble, um, made it clear the importance of these evaluations being uh, task specific and equipment specific.
0: And so, just looking at the form for you listening, they're looking for operator's name, operator's employer, evaluator's name, the make, the model, the configuration of equipment, like Kevin said, and then task perform. And then clearly, um, the, the evaluator needs to sign it who's the evaluator?
1: Again, that's a a very good question. Um, One of the goals of this uh, rule was to give the employers the flexibility to identify who that evaluator might be. Um, So they didn't really say, um, so to speak, who it is, so long as they have the uh, knowledge, skills, and ability to properly assess the operator. So um, again, I'll, I'll talk about the preamble a little bit. In the preamble, Um, They identified um, individuals such as, you know, superintendents, foremen, riggers, signal persons, even your safety managers, just Mm. someone who's done or worked enough around cranes where they can identify, um, you know, one who has the skill to perform the uh, tasks safely and those who do not.
0: So then right now, all of this is on a temporary enforcement policy. Can you explain what that means and what are the important dates we need to be aware of?
1: Okay. um, And first, uh, I'll go back to the certification piece. Um, All operators were um, due to be certified by December 10th um, of 2018. So if you haven't. Yes, it's passed. (laughs) Uh, um, And again, that is the individuals who are operating, you know, without supervision. As far as uh, those who are working their way through the process in regards to the training, the evaluation, and the certification, um, February 7th was the effective date for it. But on February 7th, um, OSHA issued a a memo to its regional staff and the uh, uh, state plans Stating that, you know, within the first 60 days of enforcement, so starting on February 7th through Mm -hmm. April 15th, um, you know, they would, uh, in lieu of issuing citations, they would offer compliance assistance or consultants to help folks understand you know, the documentation portion. So it only really focuses on the documentation aspect. So if uh, the paperwork isn't fully compliant, um, they have the option of working with the contractor in lieu of um, issuing a citation. However, you know, you still have to have your operator certified if they're gonna be operating without um, supervision or even um, have your evaluations completed. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the documentation portion that they're given some flexibility or leeway on.
0: So then after the April 15th deadline, what does that mean?
1: (laughs) After April 15th, all provisions are fully enforced. Okay. Um,
0: So you have to be evaluated, you have to have the certification and training, and you have to have all the forms in on all the crane operators. That makes sense. Well, Kevin, hopefully uh, this breaks it down a little bit more for our listeners today. I want to thank you all for listening. This has been the AGC Constructor Cast.